Good morning, good morning. Anybody need sermon notes? Wave at me. The, the uh, ushers uh, serve you. Glory, glory, glory. All right, all right. We're in the middle of 21 days of prayer. How many of y'all been keeping up with it? Amen. You know what? It's not too late to start. Matter of fact, when we finish, go ahead and start over again. Get in a habit of praying and putting God first. Okay? Let's, let's build a habit. It takes 21, 28 days to really build a good habit. Unless it's alcohol or drugs or meth or something like that. It's one hit and you're over. Gotta come on. Can't play. So, so we, we, we're chasing God, not anything else. Amen? So today we're looking at the Lord's Prayer. And uh, man, it's awesome prayer. And we're going to break it down a little bit. Uh, you can probably quote it. Uh, but I've been around people who could quote it, and it didn't mean doodly. They could have been saying, Mary had a little lamb's fleece as white as snow. You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And it does, not, it does not mean anything to them. Well, it needs to mean something. Jesus taught us how to pray, and it needs, needs to mean something. We're going to go in depth on a few of these points that he brought out. So are you all ready? So, so and Luke 11, 1 is a, one of our foundation scriptures, and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. It's in the middle of there. He's praying in a certain place. And, and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. So the Lord is teaching us to pray. Are y'all ready to learn how to pray even in depth? All right. All right. So Matthew 6, 9. Uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is uh, Sermon on the Mount. So it's right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And so we're going to look, and, and y'all can read it with me. And now it came to pass. Come on, you can read. All right. Now I didn't let it. Uh, Go ahead and go back to Matthew. In this manner, therefore, pray. Say it with me. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right? Number one, connect with God relationally. He's Father. Jesus came with the greatest revelation that God is not somewhere up in heaven and, and out of reach and out of touch, but he is our Father. Now, don't confuse him with your earthly father, earthly mother, earthly mother-in-law, father-in-law. God is God. He's not a man. He is God, but he wants to be known as father. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. Religion is nothing but rules. Well, how were you baptized? Well, was the preacher standing on one leg? Well, you didn't get it. Was you in the river water or was you in a bathtub or was you, you didn't get it? Come on, that's rules. It's about a relationship with God. God said, pray and believe in your heart. I can't judge your heart. Don't let somebody judge your heart. But you need to know in your heart and have that assurance that you're a child of God. You can know that you 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 know that you're saved. If you're wondering and wishy-washy, you got to nail it down. I'm a child of God. And he's a good, good father. That's who I am. I'm a child of God, and he's my father. And his banner over me is love. 
All the songs we sing, we just kind of go through the motions, but we need to listen to it, and we need to listen to what the Word says. God is Father. Jesus taught us this. And, and so let's, let's look at Matt, Romans 8, 15. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. That's what rules will bring, bondage and fear. <gasps> maybe I didn't do that right. Oh, maybe I'm not right with God. Well, that's pretty easy to get right with God. I mean, how many ever spilt something on the floor in the kitchen? Is it still there? Did you wipe it up? Didn't get washed in the blood of Jesus, and you can't see it no more. You can remember it. And the devil will bring it back up. Oh, you know what you did. Shut up, devil. I've been washed. Come on, the floor's clean. I'm clean. I'm clean. And so we have to learn to repent and, and said, you have not received the spirit of adoption, that, but we cry, Abba, Father. Come on, say, Father. God is our Father. Now look at, at John 16, 23. I'm going through this. I, I don't have, there are more scriptures in John John wrote about this, but look, it says for you, uh, and John in that day you asked me nothing. This is Jesus talking. And I know we want to pray to Jesus, and there are certain things that we pray to Jesus about, but we're really going to the Father. Jesus said, quit asking me. Most assuredly, I say, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Jesus is our example. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I hear the Father Say to do it, I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it. Now, whew, that's the place we're aiming for, but I don't think any of us are there. But we need to be asking the Father in Jesus' name. We talked about it last week in Hebrews, in four, you, Hebrews 4. You can go to the throne of grace where the Father's at and obtain mercy in time of need. And we can go to the throne. We can go to the Father through the blood of Jesus. Jesus is the one we go through to the Father. So let's start asking the Father. Father, I come in the name of Jesus. Come on. That, that's how you start your prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I enter in, and I just need to talk to you for a minute. I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling with anger. I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with fear. I'm struggling with sickness. Lord, my body's under attack, and I, I'm going to take a stand on your word. Father, I'm standing on your word. That Jesus bore my sickness and infirmity. That I can have the peace of God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who came to give me peace. So, Father, I'm standing for I, I believe I receive peace today. In Jesus' name. You know, we pray in Jesus' name. So, we go to the Father. Everybody got that? Come on, say it. It's relationship. It's relationship. Man, I, you know, I, I try to be a good father. I've tried. To, uh, my kids are grown but I want to be a good father, and as good as I am, God is greater. Jesus said, come on, you ask the Father. He's not going to give you a serpent or a stone, and you being evil, but know how to be a good parent. Don't you know God's a good parent? God's a good father. Amen, amen? So let's go to number two. Worship his name. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. The, there's, a, there's a whole study just on the names of God. We, we name uh, our kids, and they really don't have a meaning. But, you know, all through the Old Testament, everybody's name meant something. Abram. Abram was father. Abraham, father of many. Uh, I named my daughter Brittany because I found out Brittany means Brett. My name's Brett. But, hey, 
And so you, you think about, they named their, because you, you look at the, the tribes uh, in the America, the Indians, Sitting Bull, Running Water, you know, you know, Knucklehead, or whatever they named them. They named them something that meant something. But the names of God mean way more than what we realize. And if y'all put my, my uh, words up there, and Psalms 10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Psalms 18.10, the righteous run into it and are safe. We'll put our sheet up there, the names of God, real quick. The name of the Lord's a strong towers, but I want you to look at his names. You don't have it? Okay. God is righteous. He makes us clean. That's a name. God is sanctifier. There they are. He's called us and set us apart. God is healer. I'm leaving out the, his, the Hebrew name, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Come on. He is our healer. He heals all our diseases. We quote that and, and every, every time we have service. He's our banner, Jehovah Nisi. He's our victory. I wish above all things you would prosper. Remember I quoted that? How about we have the victory? Christ gave us the victory even over death. Glory. God is our shepherd. He is shepherd. He speaks to us and leads us. God is peace. Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace over in every storm. God is our provider. El Shaddai. He supplies all our need. Come on. How about, how about we stop and just let him supply all our need before he, he supplies our wants? Because you got some wants. I know it. I want this and I want that. Go ask, go ask your kids. I can ask your kids what they want, but the, what they need. And God wants to take care of your needs first. And once you're stable and solid on your needs and you're taken care of, then you can start looking at your wants. This little girl came up and prayed for a pony. And the pastor prayed with her or the preacher prayed with her. And lo and behold, next week they testified she got a pony. And so the dad come up and says, okay, now we got to pray for a pastor to put this pony in. Because y'all got the want ahead of the need. Because, see, I don't have a place to put a pony. So, you know, you, you ever thought about it like that? Oh, I wish I had an airplane. Well, where are you going to park it? Can you pay? Can you even fly it? You know, can you even fly it? And who's going to ride with you? Just saying. Nobody's going to. My wife said, I'm not riding with you if you get your pilot license. I said, well, I won't pilot a helicopter. Nope, I'm not going with you. Well, that's no fun, huh? Number three, pray God's agenda. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So what, what's in heaven? There's no sickness, no sorrow, no broken windows, no poverty, no lack. There's nothing like that in heaven. The grass stays green. It never dies. It doesn't need mowing either. Hallelujah. No, it's all right. Somebody got to mow. So your kingdom come, your will be done. In Luke 12, 31 in the Living Bible says, He will always give you all you need from day to day if you will make the kingdom of God your primary concern. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I'll give you the King James Version. But you look at that, he'll always give you all you need if you put the kingdom of God, make it your priority. Make it priority. Make it your first concern. God, what do you want? 
God, what do you need? See, that's where the conversation in relationship comes from. Anybody ever ask their kids or your mom or whoever is visiting, what would you like for lunch? What would you like for breakfast? My, my, my wife and my brother-in-law here and their grandmother was a short order cook and she ruined them. It was like a restaurant. What y'all want to eat? And she'd fix everybody something different and what you want for lunch. She would throw out the hamburger for her and the chicken for him. I'm like, y'all are ruined. And my mama said, this is it. You better eat it. You're not getting anything else. But man, that's awesome. And she was that way. Uh, when I knew her, she would make you anything you wanted. That was her love language to serve you. That's pretty awesome. But there is some spoilage that goes on with that, isn't there? So what is God? What, what, what are the things that God wants? What would God like to see happen? You ever thought about it? How about saving the lost? I put a list. There they go. Saving the lost. How about wisdom and guidance for those in authority? Come on. We'll have Miss Becky pray that last. Pray for those who are in authority and give them wisdom and guidance and understanding. Look at the, look at the next one. Uh, caring for the poor and the marginalized. Come on, if you see somebody on the side of the road, maybe you don't have nothing to give them. Maybe you can't stop, but you need to pray for people. People that you hear about, people that you know about. You know what? There is some major crime going on in America right now. We need to be binding that. That's our, well, it's not happening here, so we don't, we're not concerned about it. We need to be. Because what happens in New York trickles down to here. What happens in L.A. trickles to here. And what happens in Washington comes here. And so we have got to learn to pray for people who are poor, poverty, so we need unity and love. Come on, that's God's, God's heart, unity and love. How about justice? God wants justice. He also wants mercy. How about freedom for those who are in bondage? Come on, there are people you know that are bound by drugs, alcohol, fear, anxiety, whatever it might be, accomplishing his purpose in our lives. How about God, what do you want me to do? God, how can I help you build the kingdom of God? We're supposed to be kingdom people. How about we're ambassadors? The Bible teaches us that we're God's representatives. Somebody's looking at you and seeing how a Christian's supposed to act. When you lose your job, when the plant closes, when you're short on, the, on money, what, what, they want to know how you're going to act, how, what you're going to do, what you're going to do, what you're going to do, what you're going to do. Because they're in fear and they're no, they're, they need some help. They need some security. And you can point them to Jesus, right? Amen. amen, amen. Number four, depend on him for everything. Give us this day our daily bread. God needs to be our source for everything in life. He needs, our, he needs to be the go-to. You know, Rob brought it up in the thing about football, but there's, they have a guy, that go, they go to the quarterback, and they go to the running back, and there's a favorite receiver, whether you like it or not, because he can catch. Well, God, God favors you, and God wants you to favor him, and God wants you, you to, to lean on him and rely on him and to trust in him, to be complete in him, because nothing else satisfies. Nothing else satisfies but God. So, so, give us this day our daily bread. Well, how, 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 Psalms 121.1. I look unto the mountain for God's help. Mm, I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence my help comes. 
Next verse, my help comes from the Lord. See, because here, really the first, it's not looking to the mountains. So they used to put uh, Asheron poles or what you call uh, symbols of demonic gods up on the mountain and they'd go up there and worship. But they said, we're not going up on the mountain. We're going to serve God. We're looking, my help comes from God who made heaven and earth. Some pole, some stone, some uh, created thing or, uh, you know, idol that's worship. It can't satisfy it. It can't help. You know, I, I, was, I told the story that this guy was, I don't know if he was in for murder, attempted murder, but he wouldn't talk to anybody. And I was asking God, give, give me an inroad. Give me an inroad to start a conversation with this man. And, and, and the Lord gave me one. I'm shorten it real quick. But he said, well, how come you think you're God's God? How, how about somebody that worships, worships a tree? And, and, and man, I'm like, okay, Lord, I asked for this, and now I'm in trouble. How am I going to answer this? And just like that, the Holy Spirit dropped it in me. And I said, you know what? That tree might provide shade. That tree might provide food, maybe fruit or nuts or whatever. But my God created that tree. My God lives on the inside of me. My God, I've received uh, salvation through this God, through his son Jesus. Man, the, just, God just started pouring out of me. And that's why you don't need to worry about what you're going to say. You just need to ask God for opportunities. It's time to be that witness in light. Matter of fact, just a commercial break. We're starting life groups up a little early. Uh, we generally hold back, but there are several wanting to start. Tammy starting one. Uh, the Hole in the Roof gang starting with uh, uh, Clayton Riggs. And the, the, he said, I'm going after South Bay. He said, I'm going to make my group the number one soul winning group in Wythe County. The glory to God. He's got a vision and a heart. He can't be here today, but he's got a heart. To, people need to be saved. And they need to be saved. And God's our help. God's our strength. And when we depend on him, he will empower us to get people saved because that's his will, right? And some of y'all sitting there, well, I don't know, Pastor. I, I'm, I'm kind of quiet and shy. Well, God will send you to quiet and shy people. Your personality will reach somebody. Okay, let's, let me just go there. There are four personalities. This is not in the notes. You got one of them. Every one of them been president of the United States. Quit selling yourself short. You have abilities and you have gifts and you can do kingdom business with your personality. Well, I'm just me. No, quit saying that. And with that being said, let me say what Jack asked me to say. Jack is a manager of a restaurant in town and he said, quit saying, and this is for everybody in here, quit saying that people in this town won't work. Because we're supposed to call those things which be not as though they were. Abraham was father of many nations 20 years, but he was saying his name was changed 20 years before he became a father. So we have to call those things which be not as though they were. People in Wythe County want to work. You know, when I came here, there were no new houses being built. There were no businesses being built. And me and Miss Becky and different ones got in agreement that jobs are coming. Well, the jobs are here, and now we need people going to work. And people are going to work in Jesus' name. So you know what? As you drive down the road and you see signs, somebody's going to fill that position. Help wanted, help wanted. Taco Bell has help wanted. Bojangles has help wanted. Every restaurant in town has help wanted. People want to work in Jesus' name. Okay, let me get off my stump. Get back to where we're going here. So, I lost my, I lost my place. Where are we at, folks? Wake me up. Depend on him for everything. 
Are you dependent on God? Okay, next Sunday we're going to find out. No. We're going to dig in. Because you've got to be a doer of the Word. It's easy to say, love you, be warm, be filled. Love you, be warm, be filled. James said, don't say I love you and be warm, be filled without doing something. We've got to have corresponding action to go with what we believe. If you believe, then you're going to do. If you believe, you're going to act. And if you're going to pray and believe, okay, let's get ready. Number five. Oh, boy. Forgive and be forgiven. Forgive us our debts and as we forgive our debtors, our trespasses, our sins, as though those who sin against us. Forgive and be forgiven. So we just read Matthew 6. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Well, let's read Matthew 6, 14 and 15. If you forgive, this is at the end of the prayer, amen. But for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will you, your Father, forgive your trespasses. If you're wishing evil on somebody, you haven't forgiven them. Come on, they still may come up. It doesn't mean that you got to hang out with them. It doesn't mean you got to be best friends with them, but you have got to let them go. Unforgiveness hurts you, and you know the saying. Been said that, if, you know, unforgiveness is drinking a poison that you hope it hurts somebody else, but it's hurting you. We have to walk in forgiveness and life and love, and it's not easy. It's not easy, is it? Matthew 5, 7, though, in the same, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, is, is uh, Sermon on the Mount. It said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And it also says, don't judge. Your judgment will be put back on you. Now, holding grudges Walking in judgment, unforgiveness, it hinders our prayer life. The Bible says strife lets an ever evil work. Every evil work comes by strife. If you're in unforgiveness, you're still living in strife. We have got to let it go. You know, I tell the story, and I, I love my grandmother very much, but she was in unforgiveness for a long, long time in the hospital with different things. I said, you've got internal bleeding, and we don't understand why. And I'm like, right here. It's unforgiveness. Strife. Right here. That's the answer to that. that that's, that's crazy. But it works. It, that's, that's the way unforgiveness works. It makes you sick. It will slip up on you and destroy you. So, so, so let it go. Can we say let it go? Yes. Come on. We have got to let some things go. So, so forgive and be forgiven. If Jesus died for you, if Jesus loved you enough to die for you, guess what? He loved enough and died for them too. So then you step in. How about can we pray for them? Pray for those who despitefully use you. Bless them, Lord. No. 
Don't get in there. Remember the disciples said, let's call down fire on them, Jesus. And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. I said one time in a service, you know, that somebody said, y'all want to call fire down on me, but I won't be the first one to call it on you. We, we can't be that way. We're not in a competition. We're trying to get close to Jesus and close to the Father. Amen? Be filled with the Spirit. And so that's, that is our goal individually is to be filled with God. You're not in competition, and we need to control ourselves. So forgive. Number six, engage in spiritual warfare. How many of y'all have done this? Engage in spiritual warfare. What, what, what is that? And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, James, the book of James says that God does not tempt with evil. But I hate to break it to you. Are you looking at me? Here's the hard part. You're going to be tempted. Jesus was tempted. You're going to be tempted. Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit led Jesus out to be tempted to kick the devil in the teeth. But we look at temptation like, whoo, mama. Oh, ain't nobody looking. I'm just going to take that. Temptation, however shape, form, size, faction, trying to tear somebody down so you look better. You can be tempted to do all these things. We're going to be tempted. But we got to have character. And the Bible says, James said, that when you're tempted, you count it all joy. And I'm like, what? We count it all joy because this is the game. This is life. And we're going to kick the devil in the teeth. And we're going to win. I don't care what Suki Suki looks like. What he looks like, what she looks like, what they look like. You can't be led by your strong desire. And we're going to use that strong desire as lust. It's not only sex. It's money. It's power. It's greed. Whatever you think that makes you look better, we can't. We, this is spiritual warfare. Have you ever thought about it? You're under attack a lot of times when you're depressed, when you're stretched to the limit, or when mama says she's on her last nerve. But guess what? That means somebody's being used to stretch her and put her on her last nerve. It's the enemy. Has the enemy ever used you? Yes. Has the enemy ever used us? Yeah. But we're going to be tempted. You might as well get your mind right. Let's, let's just flip a coin and see if we make it to heaven. Or let's just flip a coin and see if we receive. No, it's got, we have to take a stand. Having done all to stand, stand therefore in God. You're going to, this is spiritual warfare. We don't, we don't. Ephesians 6, 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. This is demonic forces, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so, so we need to remember this next verse, James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come on. That ought to be a verse, I submit to God, I resist the devil. I submit to God, I resist the devil. Father, I submit to you right now, and I thank you that the devil's a liar and a thief, and he's caught, and I resist him. You know, we, we want to say the devil uh, has horns and a 
you know, three toes, a tail, and a pitchfork, and he's all red. No, the devil's got blue eyes and blue jeans. So you got to be careful. We need to recognize there is so much that the enemy has infiltrated through TV, online. You can lose a crop, as they say back in the day, wasting your time on the Internet. Could have been praying. Could have been doing something different. Number seven, express faith in God's ability. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. That means God can do anything. Y'all hear that? Come on, can God do anything? But here's where the rubber meets the road. What can you believe him to do for you? Your faith has something to do with it. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and count how many times Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. He never said, my faith has made you whole. You have to mix your faith with what God is doing and what God wants to do, and you need to grab over because God is able. A friend of mine was picked up this guy walking down the road, and he was drunk, and he starts witnessing to him, and the drunk man said, I know the Lord. He can do anything, and he's about passing out. He can do anything, but see, he wasn't doing anything for him. He didn't cast his cares over on him. We have to cast our cares over on the Lord. Express our faith. Jeremiah 32, 17 said, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. There is nothing too hard for you. So, If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you need to accept him today. If you've never accepted the Lord, as, uh, made him the Lord of your life, never accepted Jesus as Savior, can you do that today? Will you want to do that today? Will you lift your hand? Come on, don't be ashamed. He went on a cross, nailed to a cross for you. If that's you, I see your hand. Maybe you got saved a long time ago. Maybe you want to rededicate your life to God. Will you lift your hand this morning? I see that hand. I see your hand and your hand. Don't be looking around. Look at your heart. That's why I have you close your eyes. I didn't ask you to close your eyes today. But you need to be looking at your heart. Because you know what? When you get to heaven, you're not going to be able to look around everybody. God's going to be looking directly at you. Know your own heart. Bow your heads and let's pray. Say this with me, Father. I rededicate my life to you fully, holy. I make Jesus Lord of everything that I am. In Jesus' name, amen.